Welcome back to Winging It. I'm Lucy Hitchcock and I want to help you live your happiest life by building the most incredible career or business. I went from being in a career I hated to running a digital marketing, branding a website agency, Sassy Digital. Once I was running my own business, the rest of my life fell into place and I've never been happier. The music for this podcast is epic, I know. It's been provided by The Edit Album, a curation of copyright-free music for creatives. Our listeners get 25% off with the code SASSY25 and I'll leave the link in the description box or if you're listening on Entail, you'll be able to click the link now. If you're listening to this on your phone, make sure you get the best experience by downloading the Entail app. Entel is an interactive podcast platform that combines the best of audio storytelling with the richness of the web. So this means you'll be able to follow links, view images, follow people on social and much more by just tapping your phone. This week on Winging It, I have Sapphire Bates, founder of The Coven, joining me. Sapphire started a successful flower arranging business two and a half years ago with no business experience. Running a business can feel lonely and after feeling that there wasn't a space for female business owners, freelancers or side hustlers to get together and support each other in order to build a successful career, Sapphire started an online community called The Coven. The Coven started as a free Facebook group but has now grown into a paid membership platform where you can get support from other members, business mentoring and much more in the form of Facebook lives from experts, a business plan template and many more helpful materials. Sapphire has championed community over competition from the get-go. As women, we should support one another, and I'm a firm believer that there's enough work for everyone out there, so if someone's struggling, why would you not help or offer advice? So this week's episode is all about community over competition and why in this day and age we should empower each other as females, not bring each other down. So I'm here today with Sapphire from The Coven. Hi. Hi. <laughs> it always feels weird to introduce people because we've been talking before. Um, so do we, do we want to start? Yes, we do. Can you start by telling us a bit about you and what you do? Okay. So, and your career journey. Oh, okay. That's the most oh, important okay. part. Uh, so I'm Sapphire, obviously. Um, I don't know why I find the beginning of the podcast so awkward. I yeah, it's awkward, isn't it? You've always <laughs> got to introduce yourself and I'm just like, oh, really? Um, so I run a flower studio that I rich, uh, recently made the decision to stop. And I also own an online platform or run. Own is a bit of a weird phrase, isn't it? I run an online platform called The Coven for Women in Business. Amazing. And what made you want to start your flower business? Because that was the first business, wasn't it? So what what kind of led you to to starting that? Um, (laughs) It's quite funny, really. So initially, I was at the time I was living in Thailand. um, I'd been a junior florist previously and quit my job because I couldn't get a contract that I agreed with. And and I was working a lot and I'd just been there for a few years and I just got to the point where it, it wasn't working time in and pay wise. Um, and I'd done that thing that I think where, especially I think, I think it's like rife in like millennials and the younger generation where you're like, you get really confident and you go into your boss and you're like, right, this is what I want. And you're like, I'm going to, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to tell them what I want. I'm going to, I'm going to make sure this works for me. Um, and the threat was that if I, if I I couldn't have what I wanted and we couldn't come to an agreement, then I would leave. And (laughs) my boss basically said no. And, uh, I was like, oh, uh, right, I guess I'm off then. (laughs) had no option but to leave um so I left and I went backpacking and I ended up staying in Thailand fell in love with um life 
with zero responsibilities uh, and had like a really lovely time actually but eventually my money was running out and although I wasn't spending a lot the pot obviously goes down and and I was still paying bills at home so like rent car phone all this kind of boring stuff Um, and I had to think of something to do and (laughs) essentially what happened I was sat in an internet cafe Skyping my mum and she was like throwing all these ideas at me so I was like 21 at the time um and she was just like why don't you like you get another florist job you could go and do you know you could go back into like management in retail you could train and do something else you could make some use of the fashion course that you took and actually do something with it that we paid for um and I was just like no 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 I don't want to do any of those things um and eventually my mum was like well why don't you just work for yourself and to be completely honest up until that point my mum's like an entrepreneur has always done her own thing it was always something that I absolutely detested and did not want to do I was adamant I didn't want to work for myself I couldn't get my head around why you would put yourself in such a risky position and why you would work so hard for no guaranteed wage I was like you you there's no career ladder like you could work so hard and get nothing yeah um I started out quite like money orientated um really had goals for what I wanted to earn to buy the things I wanted which was essentially like clothes yeah I mean we all have that don't we but definitely but as as a young person that was like really in my mind I was like what a nice car (laughs) I want to move out um but yeah we would that was what we sort of left it on and the more I thought about it um and the more that time sort of ran short I was like actually like maybe that's not a bad idea it would give me the freedom that I wanted um I was like maybe floristry could be quite lucrative that's questionable. Um, but at the time, that was my thought pattern. Yeah. Um, and I just, yeah, I, I got in touch with a web designer, built a website, um, found a studio, put a deposit down, and the aim was, the plan was, whenever I got a book in, I would come home and, and do it. Um, and that sort of happened, and it just went from there, really. Amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm aware that I've just said a lot of words. <laughs> Such a talker. That's why I'm here. <laughs> Um, so then where so how long were you running the flower ranger before before you started the coven two and two and a half years two and a half years mm-hmm. and when was that I think I'm trying to work out now I'm trying to think um, when I joined so I could work like it, well officially the the coven business officially started first of June because that's the point it, it actually was monetized and yeah. made money um, but I came up with the idea in last September, and it took from September to June to make it into an actual working. So that's thing. happened like super quickly, yeah, really which is amazing. Fast. It felt like a long time because I was thinking like, wow, it's been like five, six, seven, eight months, and I've only just got it to a point where I can actually just hit the thing I wasn't supposed to hit, <laughs> <laughs> um, where I got it to a point that I could actually make money from it. But yeah, it was yeah. when you look at it step back and look at it it was very fast I think I feel like back then there wasn't really anything like it and what's funny is a lot of people follow me now on Instagram trying to get their followers up and it's like girl gang community local girl gang blah 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 and it's like I think which is amazing Mm -hmm. obviously it's amazing to kind of get that community together and I guess one community might be for you versus another but um I think people have kind of seen the the benefit of having these groups and obviously kind of trying to jump on the I guess jump on the bandwagon in a positive way yeah no they are it 
it's a trying to think how to phrase it. It's quite a saturated market now. Um, that's a nice way of putting it. <laughs> when and I, and I I'm you know I'm all for it. Um, but yeah, when I came up with the idea initially, um, there wasn't that much out there, um, and I felt that that I'd hit onto something that that didn't really exist. Um, it did, but not, you know, when you search, there was just a few. And I was like, okay, maybe this is a, a good market. And maybe there's a space for something that's not there yet. Uh, had I, I maybe wouldn't have started it, to be honest. If I started it, came up with the idea now, I'd probably, I'd probably not. Because I, I might look at the market and be like, wow, there's there's a lot of people there. There is, but I th- there's a lot of people doing it well. And there's a lot of people not doing it so well. Yeah. But so why <laughs> did you decide to call it the coven? Um many reasons. Um on the most basic level, I just watched American Horror Story the third season, which is called The Coven. <laughs> and I was like loving it, got really into it. Um massive fan of it anyway, but yeah, I loved the episode with the witches and the more I sort of thought about it, cuz I'd already kind of had the idea by this point to start a membership platform or build a community of some kind but I hadn't got as far as what the business model would be and what it was solving for anybody and what it would be called um and then yeah I watched that and then was like really obsessed with witches and was like so I get like really obsessed over different things like I'll watch something and I'm that person that's on like reddit or something reading forums of like like what actually happened and all, everybody's theories of what everything meant like I I watched like on Netflix and then for like a month after I'll read everything I can do you not want to know what's really sad I'll watch like the first episode of something like um what was the documentary well the docu-series I guess it wasn't real of OJ Simpson oh yeah on Netflix I can't remember what it was American something yeah I can't remember what it was called well but yeah I watched that I watched it I watched the first episode and I was like well, I need to know what happened so I looked <laughs> Spent like three hours reading everything on Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's like so me. Have you watched the OA on Netflix? No. Oh my god, it's really good. You should totally watch it. Um, but I watched that, and it's one of those series where you don't find out what happens at the end. Oh. Um, and I spent like I bought a new notebook and started documenting everything in series for like clues as to figure out what happened and then I was literally on reddit with loads of these American people like oh my god and like talking through all these theories and I was just like what is my life um I got so totally sidetracked but yeah I get really obsessed with stuff so I was like fully reading all these books about witches and witchcraft and like my town because we used where I'm from we hung loads of witches way 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 back oh um and I was just fully into the sort of witchcraft thing. And then the more I thought about it, the more I sort of thought that witches actually just represent women and everyday sort of people. Like a, a witch is just a symbol of power. And essentially men and society were so scared of witches because they felt that they had this power that other people couldn't, you know, they couldn't control. Um, and I thought it, it, it would be a powerful name for a, a community of women that... A sort of doing stuff and, and that. being powerful. But yeah, it started from American Horror Story. <laughs> <laughs> so f- it's a Facebook group. Mm-hmm. It's also, well, it's a website, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You should, you're, you're in it. You should, uh, <laughs> you I should am in really it. Know. And you can tell that I don't log in that often. <laughs> um, but so how do you get the idea for a Facebook group? Because I know there is a lot of Facebook groups out there, but I, I don't, I think when I say to people I'm part of this Facebook group and they're like, what do you mean you're part of a Facebook group? I'm like, it's a private group in Facebook. 
in the beginning, I when I first sort of started the idea, I was aware I, I never wanted it to just be a Facebook group, but I felt that Facebook was a really good place to pull people together initially. So the main, the reasons, we had the Facebook group um, for about three quarters of a year, eight months, nine months, before it turned into something paid and before it became an actual membership. Um, and this was essentially a place where I could test the business model, chat to people, let everybody. The idea was I could gain stuff from it, but people could also gain support and knowledge and get help for free whilst I was busy trying to set my business up. Yeah. So it was sort of a win-win. I could, you know, say, what do you think of these pricing structures? Watch what people were talking about. And the idea was I was sort of watching and, and helping people, but trying to figure out what it was that people were struggling with and what they needed and how I was going to fill that gap with my business. Yeah. Um, and then I built the online platform so lots of testing different softwares and so basically for anybody who's not in the coven you get your own login you can log in once you're there there's like a blog there's online resources there's some videos there's a directory um there's loads of stuff in there and you can do all the normal stuff you can with an account like log in view it change your payment plan whatever cancel do what you want upgrade um, got to be positive then, as well as negative. You just reminded me of all the things that I need to do. <laughs> Are you leaving? No, log in, <laughs> not leave. Log in, like, oh make the God. most. <laughs> yeah, no, you do need to log in. Um, yeah, so I was building all that, getting that all sorted. But then at the same time, I felt that to lose the Facebook group would be a real shame because by that point, there was so much knowledge in there where so many people had asked questions, people had had all these chats, and I just felt that. I didn't want to lose it, so I was like, actually, I'm going to keep that on board, and actually, the combination of the two, the community and the resources, is a really unique combination and quite a useful one. Yeah. I think, I hope. And how do you find, because you've you've got 15,000 people on the Coven Girl Gang Instagram, Mm. and then... The Facebook group, which is capped at 500, is that right? Yeah, for the the initial reason for the... So, we will go past 500 at some point, but... The initial reason behind that is more just what me and current employees can handle yeah. um, to ensure that every single customer gets the right amount of attention and help and support that they need and they don't feel overwhelmed. Um, and then that way I can scale the business in a really sensible, um, business-minded way rather than just taking whatever work I can get and being like, yes, everybody pay me and join. I'd rather... The, my main focus at the moment is the people that are already in the group and how they Yeah, can and you want to perfect it as well. Yeah, it's a, a more of a slow build than a fast thing. And how do you find managing the Instagram and then everything that's going on in the group? It's busy. Um, I think the one, <laughs> the one thing I've learned is like running a membership platform is not as easy as people think it is. I think you imagine it as sort of almost a passive income and you think, yeah, you set it up and then people are going to pay you every month and you just check in. But... Um, I have to do so much and that's fine because I realised that as I was planning it but it does take a lot to make sure that nobody's everybody's had their their questions answered Um, trying to keep up with people that are engaged then trying to keep up with people that aren't engaged is everything okay with them there's so many different aspects and things like that Um, the the Instagram's not actually that hard to keep on top of it's quite I enjoy it but uh, it's a lot of uh, I sometimes feel almost a little bit just like an advice machine. <laughs> just get asked a lot of questions. I think you've got... The thing is that you've got to give a certain amount of free advice in order to 
engage people and get them to kind of see your point of view and your vision oops i just touched the microphone as well um (laughs) you've got to engage with people to get them to see your vision and them to understand what it is that you're doing yeah and i'm in no way complaining i don't mind if people ask me questions yeah um i regularly tell people to ask me stuff if they want to um it does it just does make me laugh if i'm replying to like 20 to 30 dms a day being like okay this is what i think you should do or this would be my advice um, you should join the coven and the members can answer it for you. <laughs> just, yeah, just, just gets a little. Sometimes I do stop and think I'm literally just, I just spend most of my time churning out advice, like, okay, maybe try this or um, things like that. But it's, it's fun. It's, it's, the more the Instagram grows, it is one of those things where you are just a bit sort of trying to think what the word is. I can never quite believe that that many people follow what I do in such a short space of time. And things, you know, when I put up an Insta story, I have to try and forget that. 15,000 people are going to watch it. <laughs> well, it's a really, well, it's a good achievement to get, well, it's a great achievement to have that many people following in such a short amount of time because so many people spend so many hours trying to perfect that strategy. Whereas I think what you post is very much like, this is what I'm feeling passionate about today and I'm going to write what I honestly feel about it, which is kind of refreshing when a lot of people tend to schedule, schedule, schedule in advance and hope that it's going to make a difference. Yeah, I don't schedule anything on Instagram. There is no plan um, at all. <laughs> I just I just do it. And, th- and that's mainly because it's quite personal. So if I schedule, I've tried scheduling before to try and sort of cut down on time, but it just comes across really um, like closed off. It doesn't read quite right. It doesn't feel like I'm actually genuinely passionate about what I'm saying because by that point I would have written 10 others of the same thing and I'm like, ugh. Um, so yeah, yeah, I just do it as and when. I do that with my sassy Instagram. I tried scheduling everything and then I just thought all these tips just sound like I've taken them off the internet. So I've got to like do it with what I'm feeling passionate about on the day. Yeah. Um, so much better. So I wanted to talk about today we've talked a lot about the cover which is great because it is a community um but obviously one of the things that's been super popular for the coven is this whole community over competition <laughs> yeah i thought i was going to say competition over community imagine <laughs> just promote the wrong thing <laughs> like, uh. community over competition and i'm very much the belief that there is enough work out there for everyone you know even people that do similar things to me, I'm like, we're all on our own path, you know, respect that, that's amazing. You go, you do what you need to do, that's amazing. But I'm over here doing my thing and that's cool too. And I think as women, we're quite naturally, you know, from such a young age, we're taught to, and I don't know why, but we're kind of, even at school, you know, you bitch about people for various different reasons. Mm. Oh, she looks like this, compare yourself to others. And then you move, I don't know, perhaps into a workplace and it continues there. And then if you start your own business, it's like, you know, we don't need to continue doing this. It's just unkind. So I'm very, I'm always very conscious about what I, what comes out of my mouth and the thoughts that come into my head. And I'm like, that's really horrible. You can't say that. You know, we all have them. Do you know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? But like, you, you can't, can kind of filter it. Um, so I think for that reason, it's probably resonated with a lot of people. Um, obviously what you're trying to do, you know, you've got a community of, of women. Yeah, it's it's something very close to my heart. I very much believe that we should be nice to everybody. Um, Just always have thought that since school. Just think when people are nasty, there's no reason for it. And one of the things I always wanted to promote when I was coming up with the whole thing, I was like, okay, if it's going to be, if I'm going to be in front of this audience of women, like I'd love 
to you know actively encourage everybody to support you know community over competition and the idea that we aren't against each other and I think if you're worried that you are then actually you need to look maybe inside your business and and it's you know it, as long as every business has got its sort of USP and the thing that makes it different you know which it should have it should be solving something unique for a customer if you've got that then it doesn't matter how many other people pop up around you because you are you know who you're marketing to what you're marketing and why they want it and that shouldn't make any difference regardless of how many people pop up and not tap the table like that <laughs> how many people pop up um, and it's just lovely it's nice to support other people and not feel against them it just is a nice thing to do you know when you're on Instagram and you're talking yeah, to people and you know I'm friends with l- loads of women that run communities and and men that run communities too because they exist <laughs> um, yeah it's nice to uh, to have people you can go and, and speak to and I do also think that with when people are doing similar things to you even if it seems like they're doing the same thing as you exactly well we kind of I've touched upon this on the previous episodes but you are that you are the one behind the business and no two people are the same. So the the experience that you're giving people is totally different. And, you know, someone might decide to go for you versus someone else through word of mouth, mm. or they might find you both on Instagram and go, you know, who's offering the best price? It doesn't really matter at the end of the day. Yeah, it's no, just... Um, <coughs> Sorry. That's okay. Um, yeah, no, definitely. And I think also it's good to remember that any customer that is price orientated is probably not the customer that you want it depends what you're selling but we very much you know that's never really the customer you want to chase because they're never going to be loyal to you anyway if they're just chasing price and things like that um yeah <laughs> they should want to work with you because of you not because of how much yeah, you definitely. charge and I think the one thing when you say community over competition that people sometimes worry about is okay but um yeah I really want to support that but what if somebody copies you or what if you are worried you know what if you have those normal thoughts that you're worried about people that pop up that are doing something similar to you and I think the the best thing to remember is that if somebody does copy you or someone does pop up and you think oh my god that's like identical to me is that they if you know if someone does copy someone else which happens in the industries you know like it's, it's business as nothing's ever new um they if you if someone's copied something they can only take it so far so you just got to believe in your own like product your own service and everything and carry on supporting everybody that person the next person that comes along that's doing something similar the more you embrace it the better your network and the, the further you're going to go massive cheshire grin on my face because someone actually <laughs> once looked at my sassy instagram and decided to start up their own similar thing you know whatever good for you go for it you have the confidence to kind of make the move and do your own thing and then what happened is the quotes started rolling out of their instagram and they were exactly the same as mine i mean word for word laid out in the same way i was like oh but i was like you know what i've been doing this for ages you know is it going to go anywhere and actually i've got my own quotes to think about now so I've just got to carry on with it. It's, and actually, it's not even worth it. I just don't even think it's worth addressing because I'm just like, whatever. It's just... Yeah, it it, it, it always it's always going to happen to anybody that's growing something, especially as you see it start to grow because the bigger it gets, the, the obviously more likely that it is. 
I've had people co- copy it, like the coven. Like I sent you a link once, didn't I? It was like some witch group that had followed me, and it was honestly like like for like. I was like, you need to look at this. That happens quite frequently. A lot of people that are quite like engaged to my brand will see something else and be like, "Have you seen this?" And it used to be the kind of thing where I was itching to address it, and I have made you know mistakes in the past where I've said, "Oh." This is quite like like what I'm doing, and and you just have to learn to like not do that. I think it's human nature to want it, to want to address it, but actually it makes that person feel worse. It makes you feel worse, and there's never a good outcome from saying to someone, "Oh, there's not." And it's just it's ag, isn't it? And you feel stressed about it. And what you know, you could use that stress to put into other work that you're doing. And like, why would you? Why would you bother? Yeah. And and you know what, like. They are never, they're never going to be you. There's always going to be things that make it different, even if it feels like it's really similar. And I think the best thing you can do is embrace it and support that person and support everybody that's in your industry, out of your industry. Like, nothing bad can come from supporting people. So whenever I felt like, you know, the times where I did address things and I felt really bad about it, I actually went out of my way to get in touch with other communities and, and online membership platforms and women supporting women. So, like, I'm, I'm quite good friends with Lola Hode, who runs One Girl Band. I love One Girl Band and everything that Lola does. I regularly will have a chat with her and, you know, give each other advice and, and chat. And it feels really nice Amazing. to have, like, an ally in the industry. And, and I feel that way about loads of girls that run online communities for sort of females. And it's really nice to feel like you're all working towards helping women and actually you're not against each other. You're all... And I guess, I mean, they're all different and they're all going to attract different people. And, you know, you might, I might choose to join one over another. I'm not actually a member of anything else, but (laughs) just so you know, it's long over here. (laughs) Um, But the the flower industry must Mm -hmm. be quite competitive. And I've heard, I went to a wreath making class last week with this amazing woman in the new forest. She kind of like forages loads of stuff. Um, And then, so I went to, I did that with her last year. And then I went to another course at this like posh hotel in near Bournemouth and it was just so different and like I really didn't enjoy it as much as doing something with her but then I said to her this year this is what I did last year and she was like oh I know the people that do that and I was like oh they sense a bit of competition here yeah um, it's it's quite a competitive industry it's just a very the flower industry is is so saturated and each florist flower studio we're all battling with the same things like like it's so expensive and, and you're battling with the costs going up but you're battling with people's perception of how much flowers cost being way below what they actually do um, and what they people want to pay for weddings, events, things like that. So I think people already feel quite under pressure to make money. It's quite a difficult industry to make a lot of money in. Um, and then there's so many of us and I think t- traditionally maybe florists didn't really work together it was very much we don't speak to that other florist in the town because we we want the con- the customers not them um i've never mm, oh no probably have had people copy the idea i guess um i've always i've always been doing something quite different with the flowers the main aim was all, i was aware from the start i'd worked in the flower industry i knew it was saturated i knew i needed to come in with something different um a brand that was totally different in order to make any traction um, and so I just went at it. And I think, to be honest, I was so busy learning. I didn't know anything about running a business. I was so busy trying to learn, make the sales, pay our studio costs and, and freelancers, et cetera, et cetera, and, and trying to earn enough money that I could leave my really crappy part-time jobs. Um, that I wasn't really focused on necessarily what other people were doing or I would stop, glance, and be like, meh, I'm going to carry on. Um, 
yeah, it's really it's a very difficult industry, which is partly why I mean I'm leaving it. But <laughs> I think there's lots. Well, there's lots of different types of brides, and there's lots of different types of weddings, lots of type, different types of events, and so therefore there's lots of different styles of things. So because of your personality versus someone else's personality, I'm sure if I was a florist, what I would produce would be very different to what you would produce, and I think you know that's part of everyone has a different take on something. Um, so I think you know you'll bring you would have brought something that someone else perhaps couldn't and you would have fitted a certain type of um, bride's ideal wedding um, versus someone else and but it's difficult because obviously people so focus on the price especially when it comes to wedding about getting it at the cheapest yeah I mean the thing that makes most florists different is like like you say them um, branding plays a huge part in it if you can build a really strong brand that stands out um, you will go far with it because quite often all florists are skilled. We, we, you know, they can all make, most florists are able to make most things you want um, and create all these gorgeous, amazing designs and really it's in how you brand yourself. With regards to pricing, I was never the cheapest florist. I never wanted to be stuck being known as a cheap florist. So my prices were high from the beginning and I had a minimum spend and I knew that I would lose customers for that but equally I would get the customers that I wanted at a price, and they could afford the prices that I sold. I think that's important with any business, though, isn't it? It's like, yeah, you just you just get caught up. I think initially there's that fear oh, of yeah. turning people away and being like, oh, that's less than I want to charge, but that's a client. But you don't, yeah, it's a, you don't want to get stuck in. Can't work for peanuts. Can't, can't. Peanuts don't pay the bills. They don't pay the bills. So if people, I mean, naturally you might look at someone else that you think is competition and I mean I've been there and I just tend to unfollow people on Instagram that make me either feel not not jealous because I don't think I'm a jealous person but I get a bit like sometimes I get a bit panicky or I'm like oh they're doing so much like I'm not doing enough anything that makes me feel like that I literally just I, I can't follow it so I have to unfollow um what do you think how do you think people can kind of get over those feelings of I guess either jealousy or kind of you know a bit of anxiety over looking at other people's stuff because obviously it's not easy you don't want to feel those feelings and you want to support other people so yeah firstly acknowledging that those feelings happen and that that's human nature and that's okay and then secondly I think anytime you feel like that it's about focusing on what you're doing and what you've done well and and just being aware of the fact that Social media induces those feelings because there's no background. You can't see the the stress, the bad parts, all the work that went in for somebody 100%. to achieve whatever it is they're achieving. And, you know, in fact, today's post on The Govern is all about the fact that there's no such thing as an overnight success. So you might look and think, oh, my God, that person's just done something really amazing and it just happened and they just they just did really well. But there's yeah. no just. It, it, everybody puts hard work into things and that's how things happen. And you just got to remember that no matter how good someone's life looks online. But as a business owner, you don't want to put that kind of stuff online. Like, I'm not going to tell people that, you know, various different things that have happened to me this year or, you know, someone hasn't paid me and then I've tried to chase them and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. No one's interested in that. I mean, mm. they might be, but <laughs> it's not going to be, like, pretty to look at, is it? And 
to be honest, I don't know whether people would want to see me like, oh, I'm so stressed, <laughs> not wearing any makeup. <laughs> Help me. Yeah. Yeah, like nobody, it's, it's people's best bits, you know. We curate our feeds, no matter how much of a personal feed it is and how honest and open you are, you still put the good bits. It's not like you don't wake up and be like, shit, I've run out of dog food. Like, yeah. <laughs> I've got to go to the shop in my pajamas. Like, there's no, it's, it's the best bits and we show what we yeah. want to show. So it's just being aware that everything isn't always what it seems and that we aren't, you know, it's that whole thing of staying in your lane and just focusing on what you're doing and what you're doing well. And just because somebody else has done well or done something or achieved something or been invited somewhere or whatever they have written something or, you know, published something, whatever they've done, that doesn't knock what you've done. That doesn't make what you've done any less good, any less great, any less amazing. It's still incredible that you've achieved what you've achieved. It's not, you know, we're not up against each other. We're all, you know, it's our own path. I think does that does that answer the question it does <laughs> i think you have to applaud people as well i love i love it when people are like I've, you know i've done this i'm like that it's like amazing the really lovely lucy sheridan the comparison coach who's an mm. absolute babe she told me a while ago that you when you feel a pang of of comparison or jealousy or that kind of feeling you have to look at what they've done it's usually because someone's done something well or they've got something that maybe you want or whatever it is that triggers you you have to look at that and and whatever it was that triggered you and say um good good for you and the same for me so the idea that. that somebody else can do well and so can you and that actually applauding that person and allowing yourself to be happy for them for what they've done doesn't mean that it's not going to happen for you and you know and your good stuff's on its way it's it's not one or the other it's not she gets it or you get it it's we can all get what we want but it's something I've, I've learned to like repeat in my head if I've ever felt myself doing it good for you and the same for me I agree I love that it's a good little nugget it kept that with me <laughs> do you find well, I read, actually, let me start with the stat. <laughs> let me start with the stat. I read yesterday, in fact, well, I read, I went to this Facebook event um, a few weeks ago. It kind of just popped up on my feed. It was like this female entrepreneurs event and they had the FSB there, which is the Federation of Small Businesses. Mm-hmm. And they said that 83% of women who set up a business have known someone else who has done the same, which is amazing because you're looking at your sisters, your friends, whatever, and going, she set that up so I can too. And I think that's that's a great starting point for starting a business. So it's it's odd sometimes when it, you know, you get there and then you start comparing yourselves to others. I mean, it's natural, isn't it? But amazing that we look up to other people as well to be able to do what we want to do yeah it's the best the best way it's such a good way of looking at things to think that's amazing that that person's done that because it means things might be possible for me rather than looking at it as I say and thinking they've got it so I can't actually the the more things that happen to more females the more things we as a collective like achieve the more that's then possible so we you know is actually a good thing if everybody's going out and achieving things and doing great things because it is bringing more opportunities to you as well. Yeah. I think that makes sense. It makes sense in my head. It does make sense. <laughs> and how does that trans... Well, I know how it translates into the group, but how do you think everyone in the group comes together to fulfil that sense of community over competition? I, th- I think Because there are girls... I mean, there are lots of girls who do the same kind of yeah. things in there. There's loads of industries that... and like job types and things that overlap loads um 
I think just the fact that you have signed up to something, you've been become part of a community where you know that it's all about supporting each other and that the whole aim is to be part of a community where you can support others and be supported. So I think just the fact that you're you're if you're in the community and you're engaging and you're you're networking, you're chatting, you're supporting, you're you're already a part of that cause. Does that make sense? Yeah. Just being simply being in it and signing up and being like, yeah, I want to support other people and I want to be supported. You're you're a part of that whole movement of, of community over competition and, and that kind of thing. Yeah. I was thinking as women who start our own businesses, we're like, we want to help support other people. And definitely. I mean, that's why I started the coven. That's my, that's my job is to support other people. <laughs> Woo! I just think in this day and age, it is important to try your best to support other people even if it's not in your nature because especially with you know, we've got the gender pay cap pay cap pay gap got the gender pay gap mm-hmm. and 20% of single led businesses are led by women which means 80% are led by men um so obviously we want to get that number up I've been doing my research <laughs> nice work yeah there's um lots of scary stats out there um Super scary stats. yeah that, as I say the more this whole thing of, of the more we can all do together, the more we can support each other, the more we're paving the way for everyone else and hopefully making some dents in those statistics. In those stats, um, you know, so the more we do as a, as a collective, as a sort of a group of, of females, we can do more for everybody else, you know? Mm. It's also important, I mean, I know we've talked a lot about business, but I think in career-wise as well, mm. even if, you know, going on a career path is for you versus running a business it's important to kind of think about that as you're going through like not everyone not every woman at work is out to get you not every woman at your workplace wants the same thing as you um and you bring something to the table that perhaps your colleagues don't yeah definitely I think within career wise the more just women that we can get taking higher positions and getting pay rises promotions moving up the ladder is only going to be good and only going to benefit you know every woman there's no it shouldn't be oh I should get it instead of you even though I think that's kind of how society pitches us against each other to be like oh well you know who looks better who works better whatever yeah but I guess at work it's very different because men are very competitive naturally so obviously men well I can't speak for men particularly but (laughs) I think speak for the whole collective. I'm going to speak for men here, all of mankind. Um, it's a lot of men that do that for women, though. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, they all want to get into the boardroom, don't they? But why shouldn't we want to get into the boardroom? Um, but it's not necessarily about competition. It's about appreciating that you have certain skills that perhaps someone else doesn't, and you know, someone else might have skills that you don't have. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little bit of competition is healthy and and a, a basically a little bit of competition is just ambition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that everybody brings something different. I mean, I know a lot less to be fair about um, moving up in in corporations because it's never been. I've always worked for myself, so I mean, I've worked in retail, but I never really got up on that ladder. <laughs> I was long gone by then. I took a step onto the ladder and I didn't like the way that it felt. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the bottom rung, and I was like, yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> work for myself but yeah I think yeah there's we the more that can happen for women the better like as all of us together that sentence made absolutely no sense does in my head the and the you don't have to be a feminist either to because uh, I I mean 
I would say that I'm, I would say that I am a feminist, but I'm not, I'm not like, yeah, women. I'm not like a raging feminist. <laughs> so it's <a> difficult. <laughs> this is always a tricky topic, isn't it? I think as women, we should all be feminists. And because, you know, the feminism is equality. We want to be paid exactly. the same. We want equal opportunities. Um, but it's clarifying, isn't it? That when you say you're a feminist, that doesn't mean that you hate men and that you think women should rule the world. It just means that we want the same opportunities for all genders and for all types of people. That's, you know, everybody. Definitely. So, yeah. um, <laughs> oh, I was gonna ask you this. Mm. So obviously the coven is all female and you did ask the question a while ago saying, how would you feel, um, as you do, you often ask questions in the group, how would you feel if a man asked to join the coven? And then was it last week or the week before that a man did actually ask to join the coven. There are very mixed views on whether he should be allowed to join or not. Mm-hmm. This is a difficult <laughs> subject to let. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, so it's always something... I don't ever want anything to be closed off, and the one thing I love about the coven is that we can have really open and sometimes difficult conversations yeah. or conversations and debates that might bring out a whole... Uh, varied or very mixed response um, and it's important to me that the community is always able to say what their opinion is and their belief on it is and why without feeling that they can't and without um, that any arguments or any negativity around that like we don't all have to agree but we all are totally entitled to our opinions for whatever reasons um, it was a really interesting discussion a, yeah, a guy did ask if he could join um, and it, it's just a case of making I wanted to put it out there because I think it's only fair to get people's opinions. You know, I, I'm not like a dictator. It's, it's a community, so it's important to me that all decisions that are made, whilst it's my business, that the community agrees and we're all moving in a direction that everybody's happy with. Yeah. Um, but it was very mixed views. Some people felt that a man's opinion would be a really welcome um, addition to the group, and there were others that felt they wouldn't like it and that actually maybe men have enough of their own spaces to do that in without there being that there's less all female spaces or whatever I mean I don't really want to project my views all over it if that's what you mean because if that's what you mean if that that's what I mean I don't want to yeah as as I think I was one of those people I I appreciate all views so I kind of I didn't actually say anything I just read it and was like I can see their point, and I can also see their point. Yeah, and that's where the position where I was trying to come from is, is yes, we had this debate, but I'm not going to take one side or the other. And the main the main point of it was to see how the community felt overall. Did we sway more towards yes, no, why? Um, was I taking on everybody's views? Because it's important to really think about why some people felt uncomfortable with that possibility um, and how could I make sure that everybody still felt safe, supportive, happy... That kind of thing. But it was a very interesting discussion. Oh, so interesting. There's a lot of, yeah, I think they ended up with like hundreds of comments on there. Did it? I think I saw it when it was very early on and I thought, oh, I'll read a few and then I'll just appreciate it. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. <laughs> not that I don't want to. I just, you know, I'm a reader, I'm a lurker. If there's one piece of advice you wish you were given before you started, well, the Flower Ranger or the Coven, what do you think it would be and why? Or it could be a piece of advice that you were given. Do you know what's funny? I will, I will, 
I'm going to split this into two because when you, when I'm asked that question, my honest my honest to god answer is that nothing. That's I, my answer. <laughs> I liked the fact that I went into it so naively because it pushed me on to just do it, to learn, to not be afraid to do it. You know, I I took the leap, and I think the more advice that you're given beforehand, and the more that you learn, the riskier it can seem, the scarier it can seem the more unlikely I probably would have been to actually do it had I sat there and really thought about it it and been like, oh, well, you know, 50% of of small businesses fail in the first two years. Like, that's that's a huge risk. Um, Do I want to do that? And and all of this kind of things. Actually, being naive for me was a really great thing because I just did it. And yes, I made lots of mistakes along the way, but I learned from them and that was fine. It got me going. but I do also appreciate that that question is probably supposed to give value to the people listening and to say nothing. It's a bit like, mm. um, so I'm trying to think what my advice would be if somebody asked me and said, what advice would you give me? That's a good way to, to think about it. I want to start a business. Now there's just going to be loads of silence while I think about it. Just do it. There's so many. My, my life motto is just, I don't know if I, I, I'm not, my life motto is just effing do it. Normally, I swear all the time, but I'm very aware on podcasts. I don't think iTunes likes swear words. I've, I've read. I don't know. I did change the title of one of them earlier because it had a read word. Apparently, it. It, puts it, it puts it lower. It doesn't like to show it to as many people. Okay, well, thank you for the Something advice. like that. Um, I'm sure I read something. Um, but that is my life motto is just jump in and do it. Um, and once you're in it, I think my advice is to learn as much as you can. So you know, learn what you can. And and equally, actually, since we've been talking about community, is treat, help everybody that you can help and treat everybody the same because it's not just the people above you and ahead of you and more successful than you that can help you move you forward. It can be people less far along from you and those at equal stages to you. You never know who's going to be able to help you and you never know what advice someone can give who they know, what they might offer you. And not that you're out to get something from everybody, but just this thing that the nicer you are to everyone and the more you want to help everyone else, I think the more the world wants to help you. Yeah. And it's just a nice... And in either way, if the world <laughs> if the world doesn't want to help you, you've helped loads of people. I do think at the beginning a lot of people have... You know, even people who are not doing anything to do with what you're doing, like family, friends, everyone has an opinion. You know, 75% of those opinions, you're going to be like, oh, just get lost. Stop offering your two pence. I don't care what you have to say. You don't know what I'm going through. But then 25% of that could be gold dust. Like, you never know who, who knows someone that needs something that you're offering. You never know who knows someone that could help you along the way. I think with advice, you... The key is to take it all on board. So listen to every bit of advice that people give you. But don't necessarily think that every piece of advice is gospel. You don't have to... You know, if that was the case, then think of there's millions of quotes that contradict each other and millions of advice that goes against what you've been told by so-and-so the week before. But take it all on board and then, you know, you've got this whole bank of advice you can dip in and out of that you've learned along the way as and when is necessary. You don't have to, yeah, take all of it as... Oh, my gosh, can you imagine if you took all the advice that you've been given <laughs> well there's so many like even sometimes I think I give mixed advice because you know one one quote if you just look at the quotes and don't look at the message behind it one quote might be like you know don't burn out make sure you take time off and the other one's like you need to go out there and work and you just do you know work really hard and do what you can and 
blood, sweat and tears. Like if you, those two things contra- contradict each other massively, but it's, it's reading, you know, thinking, okay, what do they mean by that? Okay, they mean make sure that, you know, if you don't feel so good, slow down. Um, you know, don't overdo it. Make sure you spend time with your family, but then equally make sure you're always learning and always trying to improve and you're not taking too much time off. Exactly. Bit, take bits and bobs from everything. Makes it's, the same, it's the same message in the end. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. You are very welcome. And I'll leave the link to the Cover website and your Instagram and Facebook group. Yeah, sounds perfect. Uh, so I'll link that in the description if you're listening on iTunes or whatever you're listening on. And then if you're listening on NTL, I'll link it now. This week's tip of the week is life is not a race. In the spirit of this episode with Sapphire, I took this week's quote from the Coven's Instagram because this one really resonated with me and serves as a great reminder that we are all on our own path. We are all different humans with different needs and different paces. If you look at others online or in real life and compare yourself to them, thinking they're speeding ahead of you or it seems that their success is at an accelerated rate, then that is amazing. We should all be happy for each other, but don't let this make you feel like you're doing badly or you're not doing enough or that you're not worthy. Even if someone is doing something similar to you, you're bringing something totally different to the table and you'll get there in your own time. As Madeline Shaw said in her episode, there is only one you and you will bring something to this world that no one else can. Live your life the way you want to. Enjoy the ride or race ahead. It's true what Sapphire said on this post on the Coven's Instagram. We only get one life and you have to live it the way you want to in a way that makes you happy. It would make my day if you could leave a review and don't forget to hit subscribe. I know what's coming up and trust me, you won't regret it. (laughs) You just got to... Sorry, I'm laughing because some people walked past and I could hear it in my head by other laughing. People are going to be like, why are you laughing at this topic? It's not funny. <laughs> um, so we'll just go straight into it. Are you ready? So I am... Oh, one second. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I was getting anything in my pocket, so it was uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to use all these little bits for bloopers. <laughs> There'll be loads, I'm sure. I'm so pleased. <laughs> we had someone really, like... We had like an interview going on, like an intro book chat, and she was like a well-established author, like top of the mouth Booker Prize, and there was just a window cleaner there, like cleaning the window, and we were like, are you cleaning the window? Can you go away? Also, that sounds amazing. Such a book nerd for me, like a book chat. <laughs> Love it. Exactly. It would have been me, the cleaner, like, what you talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> okay. Can you remember what we're talking about? Yes. Okay. <laughs>